and welcome to Annie's Pink Chair, where we bring real, raw, relevant issues to the table from a woman's perspective with wit and wisdom. Today, we are so excited because we have my special guest again, my own husband, Oz Fox, from the band Striper. Oz, <laughs> so good to have you again. Hey. I, I still want to talk about the band, but we'll refrain from that a little bit. Yeah. And let's get real personal now. Because... Okay. What is the everyday man like? Being married to you for 13 years now mm -hmm. has been a joy. It's been a rough ride as well, but mm -hmm. because of health issues. Mm -hmm. But all in all, I think that uh, this is the first time I've ever been married. Mm. And I'm very uh, pleased at the outcome so far. I feel well, like you you're, good. yeah, <laughs> I feel like you're my, uh, you know, you're my friend, you're my best friend, you're my confidant, you're someone I can trust, I can go to you with anything, I can tell you secrets that I know you'll never repeat, and uh, I wanted to ask your perspective on what do you think makes a good marriage? Well, uh, Obviously, there are so many obvious things that make a good marriage, personalities, you know, personality-wise. But, I mean, ultimately, the ultimate thing would be both parties being surrendered to God. Uh, there's a whole different dynamic that happens when you have believers that are married, that are dedicated to the Lord. And it's even with that, there's still things and challenges you have to deal with. But you see each other with the eyes of God. And there's a special unconditional love that comes between the two of you. Um, it overcomes everything. Any issue that we've had in the past. Of course, um, you've had things happen in your past. I've had things in my past. Of course, I was married before we were married, went through a divorce, and uh, that was uh, that had its own set of traumas and whatnot, made insecurities in me. But the Lord got me through that. And because and if it wasn't for my strong connection with the Lord, I wouldn't have been able to pull through it like I did. And I learned a lot from it, actually. Um, so that's basically what it boils down to first. If you have that full dedication and surrender to the Lord, that's a great place to start. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, how does a man like you or anyone that's out there looking for a potential wife, what does he look for? What, well, would, be, what would be maybe one or two or three things that he would look I, for? I think there's several things. I mean... Uh, what were you looking for? Well, okay, f first of all, my main thing was that I didn't want to be uh, dating someone who didn't know the Lord and wasn't surrendered to the Lord. Uh, that, uh, that was something that happened that was a huge problem in my first marriage and uh and and no offense to my first wife she's a lovely gal and and i'm still good friends with her and, and um we have kids together and grandkids but i mean i think there was definitely a, a a difference between how she believed and how i believed and um it it, it was difficult it was hard to swallow and i know other people that have gone through or are going through the same thing 
where um, there's not a there's not this full surrender in both people's lives to uh, understand what marriage is and what it means. And, and it, it definitely is a reflection of, of Christ in the church. You know, Christ loved the church so much that he then loved humanity so much that he died for us. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, if I can read a scripture, well, I go mean, ahead. obviously, uh, one of the, I mean, for those of you guys out there who are, you know, out wanting to maybe be married and they're single now, or maybe you're already married and you don't understand this, uh, Ephesians five twenty five. Okay, if I can read it, it says, For husbands, this means love your wives, just as Christ loved the church, he gave up his life for her. Okay, so that's huge. If you love somebody so much that you'll give up their life, your your life for them, that's love. Okay, and in my opinion, that's the first thing a man has to understand about being a husband. He has to love his wife so much that he'll die for her. And women, that's important for you to remember Mm -hmm. in looking for a man, is that he will love you so much that he'll die for you. Mm -hmm. So um, I I would say that's going to be a huge one. You know, and, and, and then, of course, if you're both totally surrendered to the Lord and you have deep faith and you know the heart of God, you're going to see each other with the eyes of God, with unconditional love. You're going to be forgiving towards one another. You're going to understand that that other person isn't perfect. And then you're going to see beyond that. And always remember that all of the problems can be worked through. And you can work through those problems as long as you have the Lord, you know, in your life. And, and of course, the Holy Spirit, when you ask Christ into your heart and you surrender your life to him, the Holy Spirit comes into you and gives you the power and the strength to battle all those things. You can't do it without that. Yeah. So uh, talking about uh, remembering to live and love unconditionally, how do you do that if you're if you keep picking up offenses like irritated because someone leaves their clothes on the floor or they didn't do the dishes or they left the door open and they forgot to set the alarm, they forgot to take the garbage out. Uh, something Is like that. Is that what I do? Do I forget the... T- <laughs> no, honey, I'm just making... <laughs> no. I'm making blanket examples. No, no, I know. Just, and, uh, just you know, or, or hogs the remote control. Uh, they well, get see, to watch always what they get to watch. It's never what you want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I, why think are you laughing? I think we're talking about something uh, in common here, people. Honey, why are uh, you no, laughing because right now? it's funny you're bringing all that up because just the other night you were. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> you're the king of the remote, aren't you? You're the man. Because I'm the man. Yes. <laughs> and I'm the bride. That's a joke. Okay. Yeah, and my attitude back to you is I'm no, the bride. No, of course not. I'm, I'm the bride. And I always give I'm you the, the remote. Bride. What do you want to watch? But anyway. No, I mean, there are all these little things like that that, you have to be careful. I mean, a woman... Could that for, make someone get divorced? For, for a man, a woman has to understand that a woman is more sensitive. And if you're always snapping at her, you know, then she's going to start feeling this kind of like this this feeling of always being uh, looked down on or controlled. And that's just breaking her down. And, and that's not good for the love. There's no love in that. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, and and if you keep doing it, eventually it's going to traumatize your wife. Why would you want to do that? I wouldn't. Well, want to do that. I, now, why now on the other hand, you got a woman who might do that to her 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 husband. Yeah, that's true. And all that does is break the love and and the uh, the respect in his heart that he needs. That's one of the things a man needs is respect. You mean a woman may be uh, egging at him and b- being bitter or nagging at him all the time? Yeah. Nag, 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 nag. Yeah, and then the next thing you know. It's like that scripture about the dripping faucet or the dripping ro- tin roof or something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard for a man to swallow that all the time. And, and it just continually just chips away at his heart for his wife. And that opens the door for him to fall and you know maybe find a girl that's not exactly and, and satan knows and, how to work it and, he and, knows and how to how, how does adultery come into the picture because you know obviously people can commit adultery without even realizing it just happens a door opens of unforgiveness and that that that, that again it has to do with that whole dedication to the lord are yeah. you going to have a, a, enough respect for the lord or fear is another word you can use that the Lord is going to uh, see you going off and having an affair with someone and and take away the the blessings and the protection in your life to where you'll, well, you know, things that, will start happening that are not going to be good for you or your marriage or about, your family. You know, dedication and a commitment. Mm. Uh, it's a covenant between two people. Yes. Now, if when we enter into marriage, we, we make a promise to each other. And in front of God that we're going to be faithful, we're going to, you know, be with each other through sickness and health, through good and bad times. And when we don't follow through, it's it's like a con, it's a contract. Like, hey, you broke your contract over here. And so now I, 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 I want to talk to you about that because you yeah. broke your contract. And but but I don't I don't know that we I even want to call it a contract. I want to call it devotion. You well, don't you, need you, you a, can when, when when you have a passion for something, you don't need a contract with that. You just do it because you have this passion. Yeah, the love. When you're married, you love that person so much. You don't need a contract, even though we have our vows and before God and everybody else. You love that person. You're gonna wanna do what makes that person happy. You're gonna wanna serve that person. Well, and of course like iron their tops, you know, and Yeah. Like you did this morning. <laughs> I asked you to iron my top. Yeah. <laughs> it's cute, isn't it? Everybody look. <laughs> but, you know, and I say contract because in a business sense, because, you know, sometimes uh, the marriage covenant, it, you know, it's a license and yeah. it is, uh, you know, filed with the state and it's legal. And there's laws that have to be abided by when you're a married couple. You when you have joint ownership of houses or cars that when there is a divorce, that there's certain laws that each state follows for each marriage. And yeah. that, that's a protector no, for, but, for each partner. But but let's let, that's obvious and that's a given. Right, right. But where is the heart? Yeah. That's the most important thing. I understand that. Where is the heart between the well, husband okay, and the so wife? Okay, so that's my whole point. 
For someone to love someone, they're willing to get into a legal contract. They're willing to get into a legal binding agreement with each other about each other's lawful property. Mm -hmm. And if you love someone, you're going to share everything with them, not just your body and your mind. Because you become one in the eyes of God. But everything you've ever earned, like all your your whatever you have in your life, your talent, your your job, your your, you know, I'm, I'm talking about your all what you're worth, your your value basically yes. you're, you're giving everything now when yeah. people sign prenups i feel like that's not real love now mm. if someone's a gold digger that's a whole nother story or a prostitute a whole nother story because a gold digger is just a glorified prostitute that got married okay <laughs> it just is well someone I, looking for if money you're, if you're a gold digger then you better give your heart to jesus because you're <laughs> i mean that's just not a good place. way to be right <laughs> but i mean that's the thing is that if someone really loves someone they're not going to want their money. And on the other end of the spectrum with the person that has a lot of money, if someone really loves someone that doesn't have money, them sharing their money shouldn't bother them if they really love them. Right? Yeah, I would think, you know, you're probably going to get different opinions about that. You know, Um, I mean, How, how would Christ respond to that? Uh, Christ would say, hey, follow me. You know, all this <laughs> is going to burn. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, moth and, and, and moth and whatever will yeah. eat your, will eat, and worms will eat your yes. items. I mean, yes. so, so marriage is something that's beautiful and it's a covenant. And it's, it's for me personally, it's, uh, it's, it's a safe feeling. It's, uh, it's, you're not alone. Uh, you feel protected. This is how I feel. You feel loved and you feel cared for and you feel cherished. And I don't know why a woman wouldn't want that. Not that we make our husbands an idol or the king, right? Mm -hmm. But we do definitely honor our husband and respect him and treat him with, you know, honor and love and not disrespect him. Like I would never go out in public and say, oh, hey, uh, your hair looks like crap today, Oz. Uh, dang, pull up your pants. If I did, I'd want you to. I mean, <laughs> so I could fix it. <laughs> if every, you know, if I would say in front of everyone, gosh, your pants are just falling down. You pull them up. Mm. Like you, wouldn't that be embarrassing? <laughs> no, if I did I'd, I'd that? be like, oh, okay. That's like a mother, though. Would I do that to you? <laughs> no, you don't do that. But I'm just, I'm. But that's I mean, an, an example of a nagging wife. I think, I think you're kind of hedging towards opinions on that. You know, I think ultimately. What matters is you love the person unconditionally and that that person uh, loves you back, reciprocates with that love. He's going to want to look good for you. You know, he shouldn't be bothered by you or she shouldn't be bothered by him saying, hey, let's fix you. You look a little off right here. You know, let's let's fix your hair a little bit. You know, I mean, because we care about each other. We look out for each other. And we have to understand that. Well, that's... I mean, if your hair's sticking up before you get your interview, I'm going to help you fix your hair. <laughs> but like you know mine. what I'm saying? You were doing that to me earlier. You, you understand what... Get that fuzziness out of your... <laughs> <laughs> because I'm, I'm in like... show business. That's the okay, way it works. Okay, I understand. <laughs> but, but, but if anything, I think what it boils down to is there, there's got to be that, that ultimate, especially when it's nitpicky, you got to learn how to refrain and know when you're getting that way. So what if you're dating someone that, you know, that you're not married to yet and like you're, you're looking for that, that potential wife, I, what are the other things besides her loving the Lord that you would look for that you could give advice to someone for? Oh my gosh. I mean, 
it, it, I think it goes person to person because everybody has a different, you know, thought on what it means other than the whole dynamic of how it's a representation of Christ in the church and then all that goes with that from the scriptures. I mean, there's also, you know, what kind of a person are you? I mean, I was, I'm going to be honest, I was attracted to your beauty. In my opinion, what I thought was beauty. So... Well, besides the outward appearance, that, that, what but kind I'm, of beauty are you speaking of? But I'm just of? saying, look, looking at you was part of my thing, my attraction to you. Um, that was, I mean, obviously, that's like anybody having a, a attraction to somebody when they see them. And, uh, and it could be any person. There's an attraction that they see a person. Then when they get to know you and you get to know them, then it becomes the personality and the heart and what they're all about. That becomes an attraction. So, and, so what do you look for? I mean, besides, like, do you look well, for a beautiful heart? Uh, well, I mean, I think every guy has to make that assumption himself. I mean, like, what if a, what if somebody was like, let's say, if I was super selfish and I was stingy? Well, yeah. See, I, I was. I had that, no integrity. I lied to people. I cheated people out of tips. Yeah. yeah I, and, and and Annie, just, I'm just I, asking you. What, I mean, would you I still mean, love me? Like, yeah, would you be attracted to me? Want to marry me? I think me? if anything, you have to. Uh, you have to. If, if there's something you see that's negative in a person, you pray for that person. And you ask God to change the heart because if you're a believer, that's what you believe in. Would that be a turnoff? Would that be a turnoff for you? Like, or, or should that be a red flag well, for I someone? Well, I mean, it, it, in the very beginning, if I didn't know a person, like uh, if I didn't know you, uh, you want to watch and see what they're like. And there are many things that I overlooked that were your little, you know, things that probably would irritate someone or whatever. But I overlooked it. You because mean my quirks? Whatever it is, whatever you want to call it. But there were bigger things in you that really attracted me to you. So those things that I felt were important, uh, you know, when when all of a sudden I'd see that thing that was really just amazing about you, that was like a checkoff in my heart. This is awesome, you know. So, I mean, one of them was because you, you were great with kids. When you... Uh, you know, when you when I met your ex, Al, with his kids that you raised, you know, you didn't have kids with them, but you raised those boys. Mm-hmm. When when we got to we got to meet Al one day when he came to see me play and those kids ran up to you and just grabbed on you and held on. They hugged you like they loved you so much. And at that point, it broke my heart because having kids. I wanted that for my kids too, mm-hmm. you know. So that had something to do with how I decided, you know. Because if you were going to be like blowing them off, that might have changed my mind about you a little bit. Oh, I I wouldn't do that. I love those kids. Well, of course. <laughs> but but I'm just saying, there's all kinds of measures that people have, and everybody has different things. It could be because, you know, somebody's real, you know. OCD about something and they like that. I don't know. It's it's different. Could but be. What so? What would be another thing? Can you think of anything else that you that you would look for in a wife? Uh, well, I mean, everything about you. You know, your heart is so like uh, forgiving. Your heart is is uh, careful. You're always careful. 
about you're sensitive about people's feelings uh but then on the other hand you know you won't put up with something if it you know if it goes the wrong way with someone that's you're right not afraid to tell people when they're doing something that's that's uh you know a little off yes i i i am not uh, afraid it, to confront it, yeah and i like that <laughs> it's important to me because i want be i want someone to be able to especially when it comes to you know, I, I know that there have been other men that have uh you know tried to make maybe make moves on you or hit hit on you or whatever and you're the type of person that go ah uh, i'm married okay uh, my husband's right there right <laughs> it's kind of what you do and I, I love that i think that's awesome <laughs> you know <laughs> so uh, but but there's so many things to mention here you know it's it's really hard all i can say is one of the things you got to do is is you really got to you know watch a person's character and and watch where i mean getting married like on the spot is never a good thing because you don't know a person until you've watched them mm -hmm. and you've seen how they are you've seen how dedicated to the lord they are you've seen how they are with other people well you've how do they treat their parents how do they treat their and relatives exactly how do they treat their kids how do they treat their brothers or sisters their friends and, and i would have to say you and i both have great relationships. Do they pay off their credit cards? Do they pay their bills? Are they <laughs> yeah. are they working currently? Yeah. Are they jumping from job to job to job? I don't, job know, if, I don't job. know if what I do is a, is work. I don't have a solid like paycheck all the time. My work is different. It comes as I perform. I, that has nothing to do with you. I'm I'm talking about but watching anyway, someone. I know what you're saying. Know you you're know, saying. and making sure that they're doing you know, just certain things to just live life yeah. with integrity. Right. 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 And are they really walking the talk? Yes. If they're not walking Sincere. the talk, yeah. then they're not a real person. Right. They're just a big facade and they're fake. Yeah. And I, I honestly, when I met you, I, I had to make sure that you weren't fake. <laughs> you know, when I first saw, thought, you know, well, Here's this musician guy. He's probably going to be one of those sleeping around dudes. I mean, this is what musicians do, hmm. guitar players or whatever, you know. And of course, that's not what happened. But uh, and I was pleasantly surprised that that's not the way that you were. But there was a gut feeling inside of me. We just know. And I think hmm. with the Holy Spirit, having that Holy Spirit, wouldn't you say when the Holy Spirit guides us yeah. in our relationships and we really are open to hearing and we're not jumping, like you said, into a, into the bed or into marriage right away. We're just not, you know, disregarding what our gut senses are, feelings yeah. like this person might be dangerous, but I'm just going to do this anyway because I want to feel good right now. That's what I used to do a yeah. lot. But I didn't do that with you because there's wisdom that happened over the years yes. that I finally started listening to. And also the Holy Spirit's nudging. Yeah. And there's a lot of books about this that people can read. And I read some books to help me understand relationships and you know, what, what it means and how to, uh, you, you know, there, I mean, there's books that you've read about, uh, yeah. toxic people. I still read and, books. Yeah. Oh, of course. And toxic read, relationships. I'm the expert on that. Yeah. <laughs> I and, am. <laughs> and, and then like, I've read books like, uh, um, love busters and, and stuff like that. Love um, and respect is a good book too. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the five love languages. His, his needs, her needs. Mm-hmm. That's another one that is really good. And the five love languages. So, so I mean, there's books out there that you can read that will help you to understand relationships better and help you to kind of avoid some of the, you know, the, the roadblocks that happen. And we only have a couple more minutes, but what would you say is the secret to longevity in a relationship, in a marriage relationship? What is this? What is that secret sauce? Definitely Christ centered. Definitely Christ centered. That's probably the most important thing is that both are not only dedicated, both of them dedicated to the Lord and surrendered to God, but also centered between the two of us, you know, the two people that they know and they, they worship together. They, you know, they spend time sharing with each other and, and, and really understanding things together, learning together. And I think that's what we do. We spend a lot of time talking about it and learning. And church is important. I mean, of course, COVID shut down everything, but we had it online, mm-hmm. you know, and we would sit there and watch and mm-hmm. go over, you know, whatever. I mean, know, yeah. Prayer time, I, uh, reading, prayer, praying together, praying sure. over. Reading. Know. I like yes. reading the word. You, you spend so much time reading the word. A, a I personal get relationship. <laughs> No, I, I like to have a personal relation. I don't yeah. know about that, honey. I, no. I, I, I come on. You do, please. I, honestly, I like I like to do it when I'm on the treadmill. I, I like to listen to the Bible, but I I just wanted to share today because I wanted you to give people wisdom mm. and share what's happened between us, and to give people hope that there is the right person out there for you, mm. and it's okay to always, of course, if you're not called to marriage. You're not called to marriage. And it's, it's not the okay. end of the world. It's not the end of the it's world. It's not. If you're not with somebody. Right. And I even told God before I got married to you, I was like, Lord, you know what? That's fine. If you want me to be like, I was willing to be like a nun. I used to love watching like the Bells of St. Mary and all those old movies about mm. the nuns living in the little house and serving all the church and the children and yeah. the orphanages. And I love that kind of stuff because I'm a missionary at heart. You know, so there, there's something to be said about patience with that too, right? Because being patient was, was something that I wasn't in the beginning after my divorce. I wasn't patient. I wanted to be in a relationship. I know. And we and, talked about that. Yeah, and it was like went through a couple of them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but but I mean, at the same time, um, I think I, I finally got to a point where it's like, Lord, if you want me to be single the rest of my life, I'll just trust you for it. And the person, if you want to bring someone into my life, then you got to hit me over the head with that person and show me that that's the right person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what he did with you. Yeah. Thank you, honey. That That's a compliment. <laughs> so I want people to be able to uh, connect with you if they want to. Uh, what's your Facebook page? Yeah. Osvox is the fan page mm-hmm. uh, at Facebook. Um, I think it's Sir Osvox at Instagram. Instagram, Sir Osvox. Yeah. And then uh, I do Twitter, have a, Sir Osvox as well. There is a Sir Osvox Twitter um, you can always comment on those pages, okay? Um, my my personal Facebook page isn't always accessible, but you can uh, make comments there, I think. And um, I, I, and I do have uh, ozfox.com, okay. ozfox.us. Okay. Um, I have a few other things going that I'm in that are in the works, so to speak. Siraz Academy has been around for a while, and and uh, I, I'm still working on that one right now, trying to change some things. Okay. But uh, but if anything, 
you know? And, and of course, there's so many people that contact you to get to me. Of course. <laughs> you can always hit me up, everyone. I just want to thank you for coming on today, Oz. Oh, thanks for having me, honey. Yeah, it was great. And love we love you. you and love you too. I want to thank you today, friends, for coming on Annie's Pink Chair. My name is Annie Lobert, and we'll see you next time. Hi, dear friends, Annie here. Did you know that we have a nonprofit that serves sex trafficking victims? And how did this come about? Well, that was so simple for me because I am a former trafficking victim of more than a decade in Las Vegas. I had two different traffickers that almost destroyed me and ravaged my soul. But by the grace of God, I sit in this chair today and I can testify that Jesus is real and that my complex trauma and all the pain that I endured got totally solved by the love of God. Please partner with us. Your donation is tax deductible and you're going to be saving a life.